This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. We hope you had a very happy holiday season. Welcome back and good to be with you. Joining us is Senior Vice President and GM Eric Neander. I hope you had a good holiday season. Was it busier this year than others in terms of the baseball stuff, or did you get enough family time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we we had some nice family time over the holidays. It was it was good and enjoyable and just a chance to get re-energized a little bit uh, while recognizing that there's still a lot of work ahead of us this winter. Were there more conversations with teams than normal? Because I want to get to the fact that the market has moved extremely slow for any uh particular year so far yeah I think the week um, you know that last week of December is one where typically most offices are closed there's a a gentleman's agreement of sorts I think to just kind of take it easy on business by and large over that time period doesn't mean things are totally stop you know and conversations uh, aren't had uh, just usually kind of a quiet period of sorts um, as much as we can have one I think so you know, that's the, I'd say this year was pretty standard relative to any given year that that's time that typically is, you know, there's an attempt made to respect it and to, to give it to the families that, that support us as we, as we do what we do. As we record this on the, the afternoon of the 2nd of January, though, I would say if you look at most boards, the top 10 free agents are still unsigned. I mean, that's extremely unusual for the 2nd of January. Why do you think the market is so slow and how, when will it pick up? It's a good question. You know, I, the, the date for pitchers and catchers to report and camps to open, that's, that's static. That's set. That is what it is. And, um, you know, the, that, that won't change, you know, no matter the behavior, you know, the pace of things. So I, I, I'd have to think that, you know, coming out of the holidays, people are re-energized to the extent that they were worn out, of, you know, at all. And, and the motivation dwindled as a result of that or, or what I, I don't know, but I, I think that once you hit 2018, the year flips. All of a sudden, spring training feels a lot closer than it did even 10 days ago. So, um, you know, I would expect to see a flurry of activity over the next few weeks here. You know, how that impacts us remains to be seen. But um, you know, as I think we have been uh, throughout the last couple of months, prepared for I think just about any direction that uh, things may go and where interest may be from other clubs and where opportunities arise. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that a lot as we go. But, you know, one thing we haven't spoken about um, since was the, the big trade involving Evan Longoria. Can you look back and still put in perspective how difficult it was for you and why now was the right time? Yeah, it's, it was incredibly difficult. You know, I, I think that, yes, this is a job. And you have duties, you have a job description, you have things that you have to do and you have to act in the – you know, in your judgment, what you think is in the best interest of the organization, both in 2018 and long term, and believe we did that. But that doesn't mean, you know, we do this because I think by and large, we're fans of the game and we appreciate the game. We respect the game and a lot of the reasons 
that our fans come out to the ballpark and support this club, you know, I think inside genuinely we feel those things too. So, um, you know, it's the, those decisions are difficult. Um, none of the, you know, I guess the effects of, of making a decision of that significance and what that means for a community, those are felt, those are acknowledged, those are, you know, really you, you try your best to factor in. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not going to make decisions that go against that, but that's all part of the equation, and, you know, it's it's something we try to appreciate and uh, certainly doesn't make it easier, but believe we did what was best for the organization, the big picture. So why now? Why was it? Why was now the right time? It's a good question. I, I think that, you know, there, there probably are a few different factors that, that could come into play um, between, I think, the direction of, uh, you know, our organization where we're at. We have a lot of young talent coming, and, you know, the, the typically young talent doesn't come up and step in day one and hit the ground running. Uh, Evan was certainly an example of someone who did do that, uh, you know, back in 2008. But, you know, by and large, uh, we're going to need to, you know, lean on some younger guys, let them play, be patient with them as they grow and go through some of those growing pains. And, uh, you know, I, I think being realistic, we'll see how things play out. But, uh, you know, want to give those guys an opportunity to come up and to, to get their feet under them. Um, and so I, I think you could point a little bit potentially to timing with respect to, to where we were at. And, and part of it, I think, from just the interest. And, you know, Christian Arroyo is a player that we really like. And uh, an opportunity to get someone that really, you know, pairs up well with the group of young guys we have here and uh, gives us a chance, I think, to have a group that comes up together that by and large is one together uh, and can give us a chance to compete, if not immediately in 2018. I think very, 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 you know, close to – you know, that point, maybe, maybe it's 2019. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but uh, want to try to be committed to that group and, and let them see it through. We're going to get to Christian in a little bit. You know, I, I think from a personal standpoint, you had a, a very unique relationship with Evan and you'd known him for quite a while. What was the hardest part about that? Yeah, I think, you know, he's grown up in this organization and I've grown up in this organization in a very different way. Uh, but I think I'd like to think that there was mutual respect between us and appreciation for one another and the jobs that we did. And, uh, you know, I, I think even throughout this process, you have to make decisions that not everyone's going to love, you know, and including him, including myself, you know, just the way it goes. But you, you treat people with respect, you treat them with care, you treat them as a human being. And I think, you know, all the way till you know, his, his last day as a member of the organization. And then beyond that, since then, I think we've, we've certainly done that. So, um, you know, I, I just, we have a good relationship. There's a lot of respect there and just try to do right by people in these situations while recognizing that it is, in fact, a business at the same time. He raved about uh, on the, the call uh, the day of the deal about the communication that you guys had with him. How unique was your communication with him compared to other relationships and how much did it have to be? Because you still want to make a deal. You don't want to let too much out of the bag, but you respected Evan as what he's meant to this franchise to at least keep him looped in. Yeah, I think, you know, again, you, you, you treating a person with respect in these situations, I think, means, I think, increasing the amount of transparency that's, uh, that's in place. You know, what he's meant to this franchise, the commitments he's made here. Um, to this organization, to this community, it, it raises the bar, I think, for what that person deserves back. And so, you know, there, there's not necessarily a playbook for, you know, how exactly to, to navigate that, but uh, ideally, you know, wanted to go through it in a way where at the end of the day, he felt like he had, 
you know, enough of an idea of what was going on and, you know, was treated in a way that I think he, you know, that would be satisfactory to him and his family as he went through this. So, um, you know, that's, that's just try the way we try to do business and tough decisions are tough decisions and you still have to make them, but um, you just try to do right by the people involved. I remember before the winter meetings, you talked about, hey, we don't know our direction, but we may have to take a step back before we take a step forward with the group. Was this kind of in line with that possible thought, too? And and how much also factors into the fact that, look, you had had four below 500 seasons. If you had, you're coming off a winning season, is it different? Yeah, I think um, there are a lot of things that we had considered going into this winter, and frankly, a lot of them are still on the table. You know, there's a lot of time left this winter. You know, I think a lot of transactions across the league that still need to be made for the, you know, every team to feel like they're where they want to be going into camp. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is something that was a possibility and, and how it impacts our direction. Certainly, it, you know, uh, the symbolism of it is real and what it signals, um, you know, it could be taken a lot of different ways. But, uh, yeah, it's not there's a lot of time left, a lot of decisions still to be made. And I think our path for where exactly we land in 2018 is still up in the air. Uh, and we're going to continue to keep an open mind over the rest of January and beyond. And I think it may also signal what's difficult about baseball today. I mean, look, you guys wanted to keep Evan a Ray for life. He wanted to be Ray for life. But, you know, I looked at the landscape. I mean, look, you would have thought Justin Verlander was going to be a Tiger for life. Albert Pujols might be a Cardinal for life. Even Jacoby Ellsbury ended up with the Yankees after being an MVP with the Red Sox. So is it just difficult in this day and age, as much as you may want, to have a player with a franchise for their whole careers? Yeah, it's challenging, you know, and um, there's – there's weight that you know it's it's a nice thing to experience it's a nice thing I think to have on an organization's um, resume for lack of a better word of just someone that you know started and finished their career with one organization you see you know Cal Ripken or someone like that and it's an accomplishment it's something to be proud of Um, but you know just sometimes the way that that fits into the bigger picture of trying to be you know competitive over long periods of time and you know where a player's at in their career where you're at you know with your team and your competitive window like there are other factors that come into play that create some of these situations across the league so um yeah you know that that's part of what can make it challenging but again i think you know, you, you want to do what you think is best for the organization and the big picture. And to, to factor those things, they're not lost in these decisions, but, uh, again, to do what we think is best. And we felt in this particular case that was, you know, uh, as tough as it was, the right way for us to move forward. And we're excited about where that can go, you know, as we distance ourselves from this specific transaction. And, and I want to get to the return. Uh, one question I did want to give you a chance to address was also the fan part of this. I'm sure as a kid – you had maybe a connection to a player or something like that that might have got moved. Can you relate anything to it? And what do you say to the fans, especially the younger ones, maybe in that 11 to 14-year-old age group who uh, have really become connected? Yeah, um, I just cited Cal Ripken, and I was (laughs) an Orioles fan. You know, as a a young kid, I grew up for a little while in that area, and uh, Cal Ripken was, you know, my favorite player as a young child. So the appreciation for somebody that – you know, the checks all the boxes in terms of doing it the right way, showing up to play every day, you know, being there for his team and doing it all in the same uniform was something <laughs> growing up that I, I had a personal, you know, um, connection to and appreciation for. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, for those reasons, it makes it tough. I didn't 
lived through something like this, so I'm, I, it, it's difficult for me to relate or to you know to project anything to uh, a young fan that that is growing up. Um, I would you know say that we have on our roster currently a lot of you know exciting, passionate players um, that give everything they have to this organization, to this community that are here, um, and to to appreciate them and to know that we have a lot more on the way with them. Let's go to that, Krishna Roya. Why do you like him so much? How does he fit? Uh, well, you're talking about somebody that, you know, last year at age 21 slash 22, I guess, as the year progressed, that really started to take off offensively. You know, this is a player that high skill player, very young, has progressed through the minor leagues without putting up putting up good numbers, without putting up huge numbers. That um, we got the right scouts that saw him last year. You know, different times through the year before he was injured, knocked out for you know a good half of it or more. Uh, this is a guy we think is coming to in his own, coming into his own. You know, has a real feel to hit, has a strong baseball IQ. You know, likes to compete, likes to win, plays the game the right way. And uh, offensively, we think that this guy has the upside of being, you know, a very solid to even better than that regular major league player, uh, and fits in really well with the guys that we have. So, um, it's about talent. It's also about timing, and it's about fit with you know the other pieces we have already. The pitchers you got, Matt Crook, Stephen Woods, they're further away, but. What did they bring to the table, and why are they important? Maybe not the centerpiece, but certainly an important piece of the deal. Yeah, further away, and you never know um, how players at that point of their development uh, will, you know, where things will take them. But there's a lot of value and strength in numbers, and these are two guys that time is certainly on their side. Um, their strengths, you know, both have arm strengths. You know, specifically beyond that, their strengths and uh, areas to improve are unique to themselves and not exactly the same but you know our, our history of pitching our programs these are guys that check a lot of the boxes that we think we've you know the types of players and areas that we've been able to reach um, to help help them flourish and you know make the most out of their abilities so uh, time it's arm strength and um, you know it guys that we'll, we'll see how it goes but uh, optimistic that they've got character the desire to get better and we've got the right staff to help them get there let's look long term if this deal is successful what do we say about it 5, 10, 15 years from now? Great question. Um, I, I would hope first and foremost, I think that Evan's legacy and, you know, with this organization, what he's meant uh, to this community, to this organization, to the game, you know, as a whole is is fully recognized and um, remembered and, you know, appreciated. And I would expect that to be the case, you know, in terms of on our side, Um you know, it's we need to win games. We need to win more games than than we have over the last four years, certainly. And uh, when we look back, you know, it's not you know Christian Arroyo replacing Evan Longoria. It's you know, it's the the sum of all the decisions that are made, how they fit together. And ultimately, I hope when we look back in you know five, ten years, whatever it may be, on this transaction and the various transactions we've made, that we look back with um, you know a sense of pride. And 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 there's some you know, hopefully fond memories of the days ahead here and the level of competitiveness that we're building towards. Well, I know you've got a lot to do before that, especially with the way the market has gone and the decisions you have to make. So I wish you best of luck. I know we'll be talking a lot soon. And in the meantime, Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you and all of our fans out there. Again, that's Eric Neander, Senior Vice President and GM. I'm sure we will have more as we go during the course of the remaining portion of the off season. When we do, we'll have a new podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 